Well, good morning, everyone. And uh, it's great to be here at City Centre um, this week. I was here last week as well, and great to have all sites together, Marcross and City West together. Um, what a joy. What an absolute joy. And uh, I trust that you've been encouraged so far. Not just from that, but just from the morning as a whole, yeah? Good? Okay. This is great. I, love, I do appreciate a bit of feedback, to be honest. So, you know... Uh, <laughs> I do, I'll be asking for a little bit of interaction later on so, from some of you, so, so do look out for that. Um, but um, today, as you know, is our Together Sunday. We love just to gather together um, two, three times a year from across the sites, and, um, and sometimes we have um, someone come in and speak, a guest speaker or something like that, so people that are serving us apostolically, um, whether it's sort of Steph or maybe Mike or Morris or someone like that and other people as well. But today we felt to kind of just speak in-house, as it were, and Goff is going to be sharing in a little bit as well. I'm going to speak for a, a little bit. And, um, and so if you're a guest here, if you're here for the first time, and uh, you're new to church, or maybe you're watching online for the first time, or you don't call yourself a Christian, if this is a bit in-house, kind of uh, go with it, as it were, but hopefully it will give you an insight into who we are as a church, what we're about, what we're doing, what God's called us to, and so on. I still hope it will be really helpful for you. Um, for many of us, though, it's kind of a bit of a reminder and a sort of pointing forward in faith of what God has called us to do together as a church family. Because the, the mission before us is huge. And um, I want to kind of paint a broad picture of that for you, hopefully. Um, the, of our, oh, hang on, that's a bit of a wonk in it. Some of you, that's not, we can't read that. Oh, let me just, uh, I was going to say, I'll gather, grow, go. There we go. I want to block Adam out when he comes back on the keyboard. But there you go, gather, grow, go. That's our kind of way of encapsulating what we're about as a church. This is what we're doing. This is what we're aiming for. This is what we're looking to do all the time to see multiplied in this city and beyond as well. So that encapsulates that. But I want to put a little bit of flesh on the bones for us this morning of kind of what is at the moment. There's lots to be encouraged by, but also what we're reaching for as a church family as well. So it's not just celebrating and be encouraged by what we're doing now, but also reaching forward into things that God has called us to in the future. And I want to kind of, you know, sometimes we have different people come and share, and it's been great this morning, actually, just hearing what Paul said about City West and Ben said about youth then. Sometimes we have different people telling stories, but this morning we're just not going to do that. Give a kind of a helicopter ride over, if you like. And I don't expect you to walk away remembering everything. But what I do hope is that you will get the heart of us as a church. You'll get a heart, of, a feel for what we're part of together and what we're doing together as a church family. And one way of thinking through kind of the bigger picture mission of the church is to go to Acts 1.8, which will be very familiar to many of you. It's after uh, the resurrection, and uh, Jesus says to his disciples, he's gathered them, and he speaks to them, and he says these words in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. I like it in my translation here. It's not, not my personal translation, <laughs> the translation I use. It says the remotest parts of the world. I like that every corner of the world, the gospel will go. This news about Jesus will go. 
And we're living in days where the gospel is, is in many nations. There's still a way to go. But in many, many nations across the world, Christians are gathering this morning like we are. And one of the things I think of when I think about them hearing this for the first time is I wonder how they felt. Because we can kind of look back and, and go, well, look, we know what happened. We know the story. We can read the book of Acts. You can read church history. You can see how the gospel went from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria through the book of Acts and then out into the ends of the earth and, and so on and so on. But I wonder how they felt in that moment. We can read in the book of Acts that there was about 120 of them. Imagine being in a room of 120, and this is just to the 12 as well here, but you're hearing this. It's not just your city. It's not just the surrounding area of your city. It's not just those that are culturally different but nearby in Samaria. But this is to go to the ends of the earth. I wonder what they thought in that moment. What would you have thought? Being a follower of this Jesus in the middle of the Roman Empire, all that was going on around you. I think I know how I'd have felt. Pretty small, under-resourced, and no clue whatsoever about how on earth this was going to happen. But thankfully, the call comes with a promise. And we'll get to that. You're going to receive power. Thankfully, that's the case. So let me just paint a little picture of our Jerusalem. We're going to do it in a different order, actually. Jerusalem, Samaria, then Judea, and ends of earth for a reason. But in Jerusalem, this hill talks about our city, and there's much to be encouraged by. You know, isn't it great to see the creativity coming out of our worship teams in writing songs, recording being made, that kind of thing? It's just great to see. Who's listened to it? Who's listened to the single that's come out? Come on, more hands need to come up next time I ask that question. Um, new singles out, um, the song that Ben wrote and so on, and, um, and then the 24th, is it, Goff? The, the, the actual worship evening, and when does the EP come out? 26th is when the EP comes out. Thank you, Angie. 24th, we're doing really well here. Yeah. 26th is a worship night, 24th is when it comes out. Thank you, Angie. That's brilliant. Um, and so it's great to see, and so our sites, you know, when God spoke to us many years ago about, about, about more than one location, of course, we, we moved in here to the King Center and so on, and it's wonderful to see the life that's going on here, whether that's through life groups. We love our homes. Our homes are so important to what God has called us to in our city, and life groups gathering week in, week out in people's homes. I love hearing the stories of one anothering that goes on here in the family of kings. I love those stories, the way that you are getting on with following Jesus in your everyday lives, in your workplaces, in your homes and doing it together with one another. I loved hearing about um, some life groups who gathered here for worship evenings the other week. I think there were two lots going on in the building at that night. It's just so good to hear all this stuff kind of going on. And then the stuff at the King Centre that we've got, all our community groups, the English language group. I'm not going to mention everything, by the way. But, but our, our conferencing, opening our doors in hospitality to people in our city through the week. And the coffee shop. I don't know if you know, but we were given uh, an amount of money uh, specifically to renovate our coffee shop. We haven't done anything in there for about 20 years or however long it's been. And so we've been given this money to renovate the coffee shop. So hopefully, hopefully into the new year, maybe even in January, we'll see a complete renovation of that. And that is not so that we who work here can have a nice place to have a cup of coffee. 
That is not the point. As Goff has said over the years, it's our shop window. It's our place where we want to be welcoming in people from, who come into our building. And we want it to be a wonderfully welcoming environment, not just for during the week, but also, as Ben said, for Radiate Youth on Friday nights and other uses and so on. It's part of our mission, so look out for that as well. I think the other key thing to say, and I think this would be true for, um, for what well, is true for all the sites, is one of the key things that we want to lean into in this next season is the passing on of the baton to the next generation. Now that we are always doing this, but sometimes God emphasizes these things to us for a reason. We really feel that together as, as a team that God's put us on our hearts and laid it before us. We need to really lean into this in the next season. And I was hugely encouraged at the uh, quiz the other week. If you notice the age of those that were basically leading the whole thing, you know, Ben Drew and others, who organized it, ran it, put on a superb evening, I think that the oldest on the stage was Mr. Tom Faulkner. For once, I can say you were the oldest. How old are you? 20, 38, what? No, 26. He was the oldest on the stage, 26. <laughs> but it's great to see this younger generation coming through. And we want to keep leaning into that, keep praying for them. We want to hand, that doesn't mean, by the way, that if you're over the age of 30, well, that's it for us. You know, I'm a, I'm a granddad now, okay? Look, I, I think I can say I'm, I'm older. No, 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 no. It's all of us together. And, and they need you. We need them. And we get to part, be together in this next phase of Kings. And so we want to be leaning into that across the sites. Um, and then Mile Cross as well. You know, so much going on. If you were here at City Centre last week, Andy shared a load of stories there. But again, just seeing how the venue's being used in the week, the recent pit stop they had on Halloween with 300-plus people coming through their doors, footsteps, baby and toddlers, cuppa and catch-up. Some people are watching the live stream right now in the venue. Hello to you guys. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be exploring, well, what are the next steps for Mile Cross? What does it look like going into this next season? And so we're gathering, I think it's next Sunday night, I think, that we're gathering with the Marcos team as elders, and we're going to be praying and talking and chewing over things with them. Okay, what does it look like? What's the next faith step for us? So please be praying into that. And then the City West, again, like Paul said at the beginning, it's great to see the growth there. I'm hearing about life groups multiplying, new people getting added in, other nations, a fitness group. Who goes to the fitness group? Natalie, you're involved. You're leaving, aren't you? Excellent. Going well? Does Steve go? No. It's ladies. Okay, fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be right. I, I didn't, sorry. <laughs> um, but it's just really good to see them gathering around 100 or so people now, praying for weekly salvations, monthly baptisms, just beautiful. And there's three sites. We felt God tell us to go for five. And many all know that we've been sort of uh, exploring pouring land as a potential sort of fourth location. <laughs> Love it. Fourth location, number of years now. If we go back 10 years, we felt God speak to us about that really clearly. And um, just some, some, some news hot off the press here is that going into 2024, right now, what we're going to do is start exploring what a monthly Sunday gathering would look like in Pouring Land. And so we're going to be exploring that. Um, we don't know how it's going to happen and so on and so forth, but please be praying into that as a next step of faith for Pouring Land. And the fifth one, I don't know. Look, we haven't got some master plan up our sleeves that we kind of roll out now and again. Think, right, this is time for this bit now. Genuinely, it's never been the case for Kings. 
It's always been prayer, hear God together, walk forward by faith. And that's what we're going to do in the, with our sights and what they look like. And that's really important when it comes to what they look like. Because they're not all going to look the same. They're not all going to be the same shape necessarily. Those that remember dear Keith Hazel, who, a, a prophet who was among us for many, many years, wonderful man, and uh, he spoke some significant things to us as a church that we weighed together, and we thought, yeah, we think this is what God's calling us to. And one of them was about sort of more sites, more locations. But with that, he said that they're not going to be, it's not going to be a cookie-cutter approach. In other words, it's not going to be in a cookie-cutter or a biscuit-cutter, exactly the same shape in every single one at the same time. It's going to look a bit different. And it will. It does look a bit different. Will some of them become churches in their own right? Very likely. But we haven't got some master plan on that. We're just moving forward, trying to follow Jesus, do what he says, see people raised up, multiplication happen, mission go on, and then respond to that in a way that the Bible teaches us and leads us in. So that's what we want to do. These things are to be wonderfully celebrated. So that's Jerusalem. Then there's Samaria. Well, one way of defining Samaria is those who are culturally different but are geographically nearby. Not that slide yet. Put that slide away. Go back to the one. <laughs> that comes in a minute. Just go back one. That's fine. We'll get there in a minute. But Samaria, those that are culturally different. And when you read through Acts and you get to chapter 2, verse 9, after Peter gets up to preach, and then it lists around 14 different nations who have come, who are Jews, but, but have come from the nations. And this is the start of the early church. This beautiful cultural diversity, there's a richness there right from the get-go. And it's the same as well, that later on as you go through Acts, as it goes to the non-Jews as well, we start to see this beautiful deal of cultures together. And that's what we want for kings. We don't want kings to be kind of monochrome, as it were, you know, just sort of one sort of thing. It's not meant to be that. The church is meant to be this wonderful, beautiful um, family made up of people from different nations and different cultures and different social backgrounds, but all together. I wonder how many nations we've got here, and I'm not going to get one up, but shout out if the, your birth nation is not from the UK. Can you do that for me? You're going to have to do it quick. Shout out the nation as well. Shout some things out. Go on, just go for it. So, okay, we're going <laughs> to... Let's go for a sort of one at a time, but go on. South Africa... Nigeria, in India, China, Portugal, Philippines, Burundi, any more? Zambia, Canada, America. Yeah, you are your dual nation, aren't you, Marcus? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and Angola. Wow, I didn't know. Wow. I mean, that's just, I mean, I'm sure there's more as well. But what we want is a church, and again, not just people attending a meeting, but we want us as nations to be wonderfully built together because it displays something about what the gospel does. It's a visible sign of the gospel of grace that people, I think, should look onto the church and, and, and think that shouldn't work. How does this thing work? You're all so different. And the answer is that we're united in Christ. It's him, it's the gospel of grace that builds this family. So we want to see that across the sites as well. Then we start to look beyond our city. Now you can put that slide up. 
We're part of a relational mission family of churches. Um, our vision is to be globally fruitful, crossing all boundaries, to reach the nations, make disciples, and plant locally-led churches. We're part of a family of churches that's around, I don't know how many nations we're in now. Do you know? I know it's New Frontiers, the wider family, it's 90 nations, but I can't remember how many. But this is kind of something for us to imagine, this vision. And we'll leave it up there as I sort of speak, but we want to play our part in this, about seeing new churches established on, in Europe and reproducing churches as well. Churches that will reproduce after their own kind, kind of like Antioch. We want to see churches planted in other nations, and it's great to see, I seen them just on, on Twitter the other day, my friend um, uh, Dave Barham, he's currently in Japan working with some believers out there. Um, there's all sorts of nations that we're involved in. We also want to be involved in our nation as well, in planting churches across this nation. And with the big vision that we want to see. And uh, for us, it, we, we describe ours as 2020. It's not just, we had that before, that those things, but the 20 churches over the next 20 years, and we're three years in now, planting in this area here. And so you've got like, um, seeing um, Dan and Darren out in, in, in Yarmouth and Goff and Angie wonderfully serving them in Yarmouth over a long period of time. Um, in Beckles, as I've said this before, but James, you know, just repeating things, reminding us of what God has done. James and Jess out there in Beckles, their building opens, I think, this week or next week or something like that. New building, smack bang in the middle of Beckles, which is great to see. Um, Lowestoft, as you know, Gene and I have been serving the church in Lowestoft for a while now, but you need to know it, it's not just us by any stretch of the imagination. Over the time that we've been involved there, we've had Richard, he's come and led worship. Where's Richard Simmons? Where are you, mate? There he is, over there. They love you, mate. Uh, <laughs> led worship there a couple of times. Goff has preached down there. Uh, Marcus has preached, brought prophetic words for them that's been really important. Uh, Dave and Linda, and with um, Elliot and Lucy, are you going as well? Um, you're going to help the life groups down there very soon, is that right? I can't even see that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, is it Sunday night or Sunday after? Anyway, it's soon. Just wonderful to see them serving down there in that way. And also very much behind the scenes. But Tony, you've been an absolute star, mate. He's just really helped them with um, Church Suite, this kind of thing we use at King Software to help us administrate and, and do church and communicate. And Tony's just been working wonderfully behind the scenes, helping them um, get that up and running. And it's really beautiful, mate. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, we could go on and on and on and on. I mean, there's Watton and Paul and the guys at City West are helping them, new church there. There's another six or seven places we could name across Norfolk and Suffolk that we want to start new churches in. And then we've got the Go West initiative as well that's come out of Norfolk, which is John and Nikki Bearden, who are based at Deerham. They're going to be moving to Bath next year to plant a church there and to, again to see reproducing churches on that side of the country as well. Take a breath. And that's not all of it. <laughs> I could say more. Well, there's the ends of the earth then. <laughs> and again, it's great to see Ben and Sarah, Sarah? Sarah from City West going out there. It's great to see Walter and Simone. It's great to have Vlada and Sonia here the other week from Serbia. It's great to see our connection in Kenya being strengthened there. It's great to see um, just the group of churches that we partner with within a relational mission in Brussels and Lille and randomly in Nepal. We've got this kind of connection in Nepal with some, some guys there. Uh, and if you want to know more, on the way out, because again, like I've said, don't expect you to remember everything. 
But grab this on the way out. There'll be this little booklet here called The Call. That'll give you a little bit more information about things. And then next summer, we've got a More Together Festival coming up, 2024, which is Relational Mission Churches, Ipswich Showground. Get the date in your diary. Look out for more info, because if you want to know what we're about, that's a great place to be. Like I said, I just wanted to paint some broad <laughs> brush strokes for us and hopefully kind of lift our heads to what we're doing together. But one thing that's really important here is that whenever we step out in faith, there'll always be challenges. And like I said, that with Acts 1-8, how would they have felt with that moment? Lack of resources. How are we going to do this? I don't know if we've got it. And it's like that. And Abraham, when he was called in the Old Testament, to go, it says that he, 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 he looked at his wife. He's been given this promise of a big family and so on. To all nations, it's like, this ain't going to happen because we're kind of past baby stage. And he's faced the facts, but with faith. And there will always be faith gaps, whether that's in our resources, we look at ourselves, in people, but also financially as well. All the time, you know, every year we face a financial faith gap because we're always walking by faith and not by sight. And by the way, wonderful shout out and appreciation to our trustees and, and, and Ian doing the accounts and so on. Incredible guys of faith. Um, but this year we are facing a financial faith gap. It's a bit bigger than normal. We'll communicate more in coming weeks and maybe have some church family meetings and so on. But these are things we want to address by faith and action together because that's what God's called us to. He's called us to something. In fact, it will always be beyond us. In fact, if it's not beyond us, I think we'd all question whether it was God, wouldn't we? Always going to be beyond us. But God has always wonderfully provided. And uh, in a minute, Goff's going to come and share uh, a bit about that in a moment. But the key to this fruitfulness as we read in Acts, isn't our clever plans. We don't look to ourselves and think somehow we've got it. We look to him. And I love it. It says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And that's really the key. Marcus, do you want to come share that word and then Goff will lead things forward after that? No, it's just as we were praying earlier, uh, we were... We were, uh, someone prayed, the Lord hasn't finished with us yet. Someone else prayed about Jesus being the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I saw in between that kind of beginning and end chapters. And then one of the, kind of the, you know when you turn over a page in a book and there's the, a new chapter heading. And I felt for us, the Lord speak about a new chapter. And I was looking, what is, what is the name for that chapter? And the name was pouring out. The name of this new chapter, this new season for us is pouring out. And as I'm looking at that, the Lord led me to Job 38. And I'm looking at Job 38, and just Toby begins to pray, and he's praying. He keeps praying, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And I'm looking at Job 38, which says in the NIV. Normally, I read it in the ESV, but I'm looking at it in the NIV. It says, this is the Lord saying, Who dug a channel for the pouring rain? And cleared the way for the thunderstorm. Who makes rain fall where no one lives? Who waters the dry and thirsty land so that the grass springs up? And I feel the Lord speak to us about a time we've been through of reshaping, reconfiguring. You remember that kind of word as we came through COVID and out the other side. There's reconfiguring happening all over the place. And I feel it's God shaping us. But now to come into a season of a pouring 
out. I feel now is a, a season for, for pouring out and passing on. For where we, the Lord has shaped us, it's to shape us for the purpose of pouring out his spirit, his love and his presence and his power amongst us. So we're not just pass on just values and just ways of doing things, important though they are, but wonderfully as we receive from him, we pour out ourselves. And as we pour out ourselves, the power of God goes from us. There's a handing over the baton. There's a handing over of, uh, to, to another generation. But it all starts with him pouring out the Spirit upon us. So just an encouragement really for us to, to be praying for a pouring out and a passing on of God's love and presence and power and be expectant to what he does. As we pour ourselves out, he is pouring himself out in us and out of here to others. So I hope that's encouraging. How are we doing? Is that working? Yes. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach. We're going to break bread in a moment. Band, would you come back up? That would be great if you'd come back up. And um, by the way, the nation, we had a wonderful prayer meeting here yesterday morning, uh, second Saturday. I'm just sorry, city centre at the moment. Uh, No, go on, let's not just do city centre. City West, when do you have your prayer meetings? When are they? The first, it just gets complicated. First Saturday and a Tuesday morning every week. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Mark Ross, when's your, 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 when's your prayer meeting? You, you've been... Third Saturday, okay. And every Sunday morning. Here at City Centre, we have first Friday and second Saturday. It's complicated, isn't it? First Friday, and we had second Saturday prayer. and We're always having a coffee shop, 8 o'clock in the morning, and it was... It, it, was, it was pretty full. The coffee shop was full. In fact, when I walked in this morning, lots of people said, what a wonderful time we had. It was really special. And we were praying for the nations. We always pray for the nations. And um, I, we, we prayed for Walter and Simone in, uh, in, in, in uh, Nijmegen. And uh, listen to them. They've been going one year. We, we, they were, you remember they came here. We prayed for them. We, support, we had an offering. We supported them. Just over a year they've been going. Listen to this. We now have people from India, Sri Lanka, Namibia, South Africa, Madagascar, United States, Ireland, Nigeria, UK, Netherlands, Germany, France, Romania, Malawi, and Lesotho. That's 15 nations. 15 nations have been going about, you know, 16 months. And uh, they've got 25 children, youngsters, they're having to try and get more children's workers. Uh, it's, It's beautiful. But as Toby said, there's, op- there's some opposition. There have been sickness in the family and, and personal t- challenges. So we're praying for them. Come and join us, please. It, it, precious times, an hour, second Saturday. Right, let's, we're going to worship. We, uh, we're going to sing. And then I'm gonna, we're going to come to break bread in a moment. I want to just lead us into breaking bread by saying a couple of things. How about that? Oh, you've got one there, have you? you <laughs> sorry, excuse us. This is my desire. Is that what works? It's good. It's good. <laughs> Shall we stand? This is my desire. You want to play your part, don't you? You want to play your part? I want to play my part. Make, make it your prayer. Then we're going to moment. We're going to come around the table. This is my desire to honor. Lord, with all my heart, 
to you. Our lives are yours. We want to play our part, Lord. We want to live for your glory. Lord, we want to play, albeit a little part, we want to play the part that you have especially designed for each of us. Lord, thank you. You have a part for each one to play, every single one of us. Lord, we want to play our part for you. We want to live for your glory, Lord. We do. We want to live for you. And I pray this morning, Lord, you'll be speaking to us as we come around the table in a moment. In Jesus' name. They want to keep going. Let's do that again then. Lord, I give you my... Lord, I give you all. Ready? Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul. I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord have your way in me. Amen. Beautiful. Do take your seat for a moment. Don't go away, musicians. Please stay there. Wonderful. We're going to... I want to just speak a little bit about coming to the Lord's table this morning. We're going to break bread together. After we had our prayer time here yesterday morning, which is, I'll say it once again, was a wonderful, wonderful time. We provide coffee as well, 8 o'clock in the morning, coffee, and we're in the coffee shop. Angie and I went off into the city, as you do, and uh, it's packed. It's this thing called Christmas. People are buying kind of it's going crazy. It's busy, 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 busy. All this gift stuff at Christmas. It's the time of year where, you know, we all go gift crazy, don't we? Giving gifts. I just, but let me just say, why do we do, why do, we do that? Well, it's, it's totally appropriate. Because Jesus wasn't just born. He was given. He was given. 
That's the heart of the gospel. You know the most famous, best-known verse in the Bible, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him shouldn't perish, but has eternal life. And I want to unpack this gift a little bit as we come around this table, because it has implications. It changes us when we get to see this gift. As you open this gift up, it, it changes us. There's a lovely account in John chapter 4. I'm sure you remember that. The, the, do you remember the woman at the well? And she, she, there she is going about an ordinary day. And she has an encounter with Jesus that changes her life forever. Do you remember? Jesus said to her, If you knew the gift of God, if you knew the gift of God, you would say, I'm, this is my paraphrase, you would say, yes, please. Yes, please. She had an encounter with the gift, the Lord Jesus. He is the gift. He is the gift. And I, let me just begin by saying, do you know him? Do you know the gift of God and who says to you, come? Do you? If you don't, I want to say to you this way, please, 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 come at the end of the meeting, prayer room here, come here. A few of us will be there. We'd love to talk with you, pray with you. If you knew, the, if you only knew the gift of God, the woman at the well, she got to know the gift of God. And that encounter changed her life forever, forever. Beautiful, beautiful. So Jesus is the gift of God to you. Now, the thing is, we like to give comparable gifts, don't we? You know that problem. You buy someone a bar of chocolate, and they give you a hamper, and you kind of feel awkward about it, don't you? And so you try, you try and work it out. You think, okay, so what are they going to give me? Okay, I better match it, and maybe up a little. <laughs> Anyone do that? We, we, we want to match the gift, don't we? We want to try and match it, give comparable gifts. I want to tell you, you absolutely can never, ever, ever do that with God. You can't. You can't match it. You really, really, it, 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 and I'm going to show you why in a, minute, in a moment. There's a little verse I'm going to spend a little time looking at, just a couple of moments. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, says this. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake, he became poor, so that through his poverty, you might become rich. And this is written in the context of giving and generosity and so on. And so Paul, he's just saying to you, if you know the grace of God. He was rich. So let's start there. He was rich. Jesus was rich at the dawn of creation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The dawn of creation, the word, the Lord Jesus, the Jesus, he spoke. The Son, he spoke, and creation burst into being. He was rich. Philippians 2, 
being in the very nature of God. He didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his advantage. He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. This is stunning. The greatest treasure that heaven had. The jewel of the Father's heart. Coming down. Emmanuel, God with us. Despised and rejected. Isn't that stunning? He was rich beyond... There's a song there. He was rich beyond all measure. And, you know, I can't think... Why do I always think in songs? It... Rich beyond all measure, the jewel of the Father's heart. Let's read on. For your sake, he became poor. <laughs> you, can't, you can't give a comparable gift here. He became poor, despised, rejected. But it, get, it, gets, it gets more difficult. It goes further. Being found in the appearance of a man, this is back to that verse, he humbled himself even lower, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is stunning. This is the gift of God to you. I'm unpacking the gift this morning. Why did he do that? Let's read on. So that through his poverty, you might become rich. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Who, like we, his praise should sing. I'm, un I'm unpacking the gift this morning. I hope, you're, I hope it, the gift is exciting you. For your sake he became, he was rich. He became poor so that through his poverty you might become rich. A little bit further on. Paul uses this, this he says this, he says, this is a wonderful thing. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. <laughs> it's astonishing. Has it astonished you? Has it taken your breath away? Has it the gift, the gift of the Lord Jesus? Such is the generosity of the Father's heart towards you. You can never, ever give a comparable gift. Never. But there is something that can happen. You can be changed by the grace of God. When you catch a glimpse of this indescribable gift, when you catch a glimpse of the heart of God, this gift that you can never, you can never ever give a comparable gift for, when you catch a glimpse of that, it changes you. It changes you. If you will allow your eyes, the eyes of your heart to be open, if you will allow yourself, if you, will, if you will stop and linger, his grace can change you. There's many, many here who uh, have got wonderfully, wonderfully generous hearts. They've been part of church family for many years. I remember standing in this building 25 years ago, Probably, I don't know how many there were, but it was one Sunday afternoon. How many of you were here? <laughs> we stood somewhere there. And I think, did I arrange for an ice cream van to come? I can't remember. But 
we had an ice cream van and we, we stood here and we looked around and, and the, we hadn't got any money in the bank. I just said, what do you think? Should we, sh do you think the Lord, should we buy this place? Should we go for it? And there was a resounding yes. And here we are. And I know there's many, many been on the journey and there's just beautiful, beautiful generosity. They've learned the joy of giving. The grace of God is, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a rules thing. In the Old Testament, there were rules, you know, a tenth, a tithe. You don't need that in the New Testament. Paul just says, I want you to exceed, excel in the grace of giving. 10% might be a good place to start. But a generous heart is something totally different. Where we just want to honor the Lord with what he has given to us. It's a joy. It's a joy. It's a joy. And many, many, many here, many know the joy of giving, the grace of generosity. And it's beautiful Beautiful, beautiful. And I want to thank you all. Thank you so much over the years, all these years. <laughs> thank you so much. We've been, able to, we've been able to bless churches all over the place because of that wonderful, faithful, week by week, month by month, generous-hearted, in excess of, even when it's difficult, the grace of giving. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful especially in a culture where there's such a stronghold of finance and money, it can so govern your heart. It can so, well, it, it governs most people's hearts out there, doesn't it? It can kind of affect all the decisions in life and priorities in life. But it's different for those who've seen the gift and been amazed. There's a little book here on the bookstore. The Treasure Principle. The Treasure Principle. This is by Randy Alcorn. All your life, you've been on a treasure hunt. You've been searching for the perfect person and a perfect place. Well, I want to tell you, Jesus is that person. And heaven is that place. So if you're a Christian, you've met the person and you're on the journey. And then he goes on to speak about hidden treasure. Anyone, and and uh, the joy of giving. He said, uh, this book is about the joy of giving. The principle of giving has long been buried. We're embarrassed by it. It's time to unearth it. It's a simple yet profound idea with radical implications. Once you grasp it and put it into practice, nothing will ever look the same again. And believe me, you won't want it to. And in a culture that is so in the grip of insecurity and the I, me, I deserve, I want, I shall have materialism. So liberating when you discover the gift and it gives you a new heart and you learn this wonderful, wonderful principle of generosity. It's on the bookstall and it's, oh, it's five pounds. It really, it really, really, really is. <laughs> dear, dear church, I, 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 this is, what am I doing here? I'm, I'm un, un, I'm undoing the package as we come around the table. And if you're, let me just say this, if, if you struggle in this area, if you don't have a generous heart, if you're fearful and, 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 and hold on and keep and, and eye me, if, you're, if that's you, then there's two things you can do this morning. Number one, you can feast your eyes 
on this indescribable gift until it melts your heart, okay? That's the first thing you can do. And secondly, you can look at what he has won for you. He became poor so you could become rich and have the only riches that will last forever. That's what it means to be a Christian. He wants you to have real riches that last forever.